You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast, and I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi. And alongside me, as always, is Paul Gilleary. Coming to you from the comfy Live from North County, San Diego. (laughs) And you sound glorious, Paul. I appreciate that, Jason. It it feels good to to have a home and be rooted right now i was gonna say yeah yeah it's, we, uh, we both have a lovely glass of vino with us we do yeah we what do you got there so, uh this is a malbec you love malbecs every time i, I ask you about wine, malbecs, it's a malbec yeah, yeah I, which i, I mean a listen. big fan a malbec and a steak paul's oh, happy is that what you had tonight i did not oh have have, have the steak okay i actually did a salmon earlier with a little white wine but hey ha- happy to be enjoying this glass with you now Grapes are grapes, my friend. I got myself a uh, Zinfandel. Well, we have a nice juicy episode planned, so that that will be my um, carnivorous uh, master of segways. (laughs) Um, Hi, everybody! It is the fourth of July, and um, I hope that if you're an American, you are celebrating the day with us. you know, listen, if you were listening to this on the fifth or later, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, begrudge you. You should be out celebrating and, and, uh, you know, drinking some, some libations and, uh, grilling up some carcasses and, and vegetables and all that good stuff. So, and if you're not from America, then it's just Tuesday and let's, <laughs> let's get you up and get at it. Huh? Uh, for those of you listening, which is everybody listening, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. That's that it works. Uh, there is a great book, children's book that I discovered. Came out in the eighties, apparently. I think it's late eighties. Uh, called Tuesday. Look it up. Uh, all I will say is that I believe the uh, is the I think it's P. T. Anderson, the film Magnolia, mm-hmm. that wild ending with the frogs. Mm-hmm. Just read this book, or go on YouTube and type in Tuesday animated film book. And and what it's a very short film. It can't be more than like four or five minutes long. It is fascinating, and uh, I think it 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 probably was the inspiration behind uh, that infamous frog scene in uh, in Magnolia. So I can't for the longest time. It was my my son's favorite day of the week. I think it was because the only day that he actually knew in the week. I don't know <laughs> why there, the, there was an event happening at his nursery school, and so that was the only day he understood for, for a while. So Tuesday is embedded into my head. It is uh maybe it was it was Kismet that we uh released our show on Tuesdays. <laughs> exactly. Right there you go. I think that's the first time I've ever used the word Kismet in conversation. It so. probably is. And I'm glad you did it. Uh and and, and we, we were able to share this moment with so many wonderful This has been the stupidest opening to a show ever. <laughs> right, enough talking about yeah. Tuesday. Go go okay. read that book though. All right, all right. We'll go get Tuesday, I guess. Well, it is Tuesday, and uh, before we get started, thank you for for, for joining us, and, and whoever um, you've told to join us, whoever's new, uh, welcome to the show and the fun that we have on this on this pro- program, stories that, I gotta watch my stories, you know how your grandparents used to say that? 
God, well, I stories. I can tell you a story about Tuesday. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this is the dumbest episode ever. Anyway, it's a long holiday weekend here in America. And um, we have decided to, well, we had a plan and the plan was to do a playlist. Mm-hmm. And um, that theme is very apropos for the day. The theme is patriotism. Duh. But yeah. last week and last week, um, our favorite bass player decided to talk to our friend over in Louisville, Kyle Meredith, and talk about uh, a few things, including a new Pearl Jam album that's on the horizon, possibly. So we'll talk about that a little bit before we get into our live cut and lyric of the week later on. So why don't we just hop to? Oh, by the way, if you want to uh, help us out and join Patreon, links are in the bio. That'd be super cool. If not, no big deal. There. Quick as possible. <laughs> housekeeping beat that algorithm there you go rate review subscribe so jeff amant spoke uh a lot about his new lp with john wicks um Mm -hmm. called catastrophic metamorphic which is the first lp from uh def charlie and uh you know as kyle is a fan club member he told us in our dms he slid in well actually we slid in but he he told us that uh he's been a member of the fan club since 96 he's a big fan he loves talking to these guys has done for over a decade and um naturally the conversation turned to pearl jam and naturally stone's comments from a few weeks prior were brought up in which stone said that he felt that the finish line was in sight and Jeff sort of disagreed. We talked about it briefly on that he, show. He had he, pumped the brakes on that in a, a prior bit, interview, a bit. actually. Yeah. yeah. And in this interview, he was allowed to, not allowed to, but he he, he elaborated on that. He elaborated. Yeah. Um, so I have a few notes here from from that conversation with Kyle that I, I, I feel are good fodder for us to kind of dive a little deeper. So one thing, like one of the first things he said was that he feels the band has earned the right to do, and I quote, whatever the fuck they want to do. So why not go all the way? Paul, what do you think that means? Well, let's establish some context with this first. So he talks a little bit about where the band is at right now. You know, his desire to hear Mike blow the doors off, Mm -hmm. uh, to hear a lyric from Ed that makes him laugh or or makes him cry. Um, he, He talks a little bit about how everybody in the band has a specific ability, like a superpower, mm-hmm. right? And you've often referred to Mike as the band's secret weapon, right? And the question he asks asks himself is, how do we pull those superpowers together? And how do we pull that out of each other to, to write great music? Now, he talked a little bit about how they've earned the right to to do this however they want to. But he felt that showing off their strengths wasn't necessarily the worst way for them to operate at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit um, ambiguous what he means by that. Like showing off our strengths isn't the worst way for this band to operate at this point. So it is the implication there that he or others felt creatively stifled before or that the, the creative process was one that was um, not as focused on um uh like highlighting what everyone does best you know essentially i guess what i'm what i'm curious about is is he implying that he or others have ever felt marginalized or you know what i mean like 
is this a new is approach? It, yeah. I mean, and it, I can't help. I mean, think about who's producing this record, right? A yeah. massive Pearl Jam fan, obviously, but somebody who I think adores each member of this band in different ways and is probably looking to showcase each member. Listen, it, it, you know what I'm saying? I'm with you. And when he was talking about that and there, there was, by the way, he, he was obviously there to promote Def Charlie. Uh-huh. But when he was talking about this new record that's somewhere in the timeline, to me, and maybe I'm just seeing it through Pearl Jam colored glasses, but uh, he seemed a little bit more excited to talk about it and to elaborate what he meant by. I mean, I remember remember when the question was posed about the new stuff, there was like 12 minutes to go in the episode and it was only 36 minutes long. Right. So I was thinking to myself, this is a long time. You, you, you got to imagine that that's going to be the last thing he's going to be talking about, um, mm-hmm. considering the Death Charlie release. So when he starts talking about this, he kind of just went on, and, and Kyle just kind of sat back and let him do his thing. Yeah. And so, A, I love the excitement to talk about that new stuff. He seemed really into it. Yeah. Which means to me that when you have somebody who's a massive fan like Andrew producing this, and he says he he and the guys think that getting everybody's superpowers to the forefront is the key. Because when you have Stone talking about, like, I think we're seeing the finish line and, and Jeff's like, I don't know. I think we have you know a number of songs that are really, really good. Like, it sounds like he is not convinced that, that I just, let me back that up. It sounds like in another cycle, another album cycle. That he would agree with Stone and say, "Yeah, we've got we've got fifteen songs, and and I like I think I think twelve of them are album ready." It 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 sounds like now they might have the fifteen songs, but he's not comfortable just having that bar at you know this level. Well, he wants can, the bar higher, and so maybe there's only seven or eight songs that are like fucking amaze balls, where everyone showcases everything that's best about them, and that's exciting. It is, but but I think there's two ways to look at it, right? Uh, Somebody might read that or listen to that segment and become alarmed and think, well, hold on a sec. Is this just going to be like a variety of just, you know, spotlights? You know, everyone gets a spotlight in every song. I can see that. Because because if so, that kind of calls into question the integrity of each composition as being an organic thing that is meant to realize its own creative ambitions and instead just becomes a vehicle for everyone just you know well uh you know just basically jerking off to themselves i mean although although yes the flip side of this and I think this is important. Jeff does mention in this interview, well, actually, this in, in the prior interview that I referenced, the one with uh, Jill uh, Fratis, I think, or Fratis, I'm I probably mispronouncing her name twice, but <laughs> he mentioned in that uh, that email, I'm sorry, that that um, that interview, that he loved being challenged by his bandmates' different ideas and different styles. Yes. And the fact that he still refers to them as his best friends. So I don't think there's anything contentious about prior processes or this process, other than the ones we've already documented and talked about through that like no-code Vitology era. But what I will say, though, is it's very possible that if you think about the way Stevie Wonder and Elton John guest starred on um, Eddie's solo record, it was very much a way to 
cultivate what those two artists can contribute in a unique way. Mm-hmm. I mean, hearing Stevie play the harmonica on a punk rock song was like the last thing that you would, you know, you would think that that, that yeah. never would have thought that, you know, but I think this is interesting because there are examples of Pearl Jam songs where you listen, you say, man, Jeff's bass is just a standout, right? Or Mike's solo is, it, it's just blisteringly good or Eddie's vocals just steal the show. Right. So I'm wondering if Andrew is trying to figure out a way to give each one of the band and rather than saying, Hey, here's this collective and we're trying to contribute organically to a process that produces a song. And all of you are complementary pieces. And with each song, one or two of you might be highlighted because that just organically happens to be what stands out. And I think you can point to a, a wide variety of mm-hmm. uh, songs in the catalog to do that. Perhaps he's producing it in such a way that says, okay, you know, w- Jeff, you're not just playing bass to the song. You know what I mean? Uh, or, or, or Matt, you're not just drumming to the song. Or Mike, you're not just adding a fill here and there. I think it could very much be a conscious effort to try and say, hey, here's a song we're not just asking you to compliment it. Like, how do you elevate it? Like, what can you contribute to this piece that adds something that either, either it challenges you, which at the songs like dance, dance with clairvoyance, I think is a prime example of a song that I think challenged all the band members in new and unique ways. And I think mm-hmm. that's why it's a shiny example of, 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 of how the band wins when they, they push themselves like this. So I, I wonder if each song on this record and the reason that I'm probably not going to see it until late 2024 is because they are being asked or they are challenging themselves or Andrew is challenging them to ask themselves, how do I contribute to this composition in a meaningful, purposeful way that is aligned with the ambitions of this creative work while simultaneously not just um, you know, trying to just draw attention to myself for the sake of it. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's exactly- hard and, and time-consuming, right? It's, it's that, and that's kind of what I think Jeff was alluding to. He, he made it sound like at least my interpretation of it was if I hear Matt with a sick drum beat or, or Ed with that vocal or with a face something solo, he said it, it, um, what did he say? It, it, it fucked, it fucked them up, but it was a positive way. Like, ah, oh, f- you, you fucking, you ruined my, my baseline, but in a good way, because now I have to make one that's even better that, that, that is at the level that you've brought your part to. So it isn't necessarily right. that. Um, in my opinion, again, that he's saying that Andrew wants or the band wants one or two guys to shine on a certain song. It's like maybe we have this song that we all like in, in like in this theory, right? It's it's a it's, it's a hope and, he called song. it a hope and dream, right? Said <laughs> I, I, we all have these hopes and dreams for what we think a new Pearl Jam song will be. Hopefully, at the end of this, everyone feels like their characters are a part of it. Yeah, just such an interesting comment. What, what like what do you make of that? Well, I I I think it is. Exactly what we were talking about. I think it's, you know, especially when Stone talks about this is the heaviest thing we've done in a long time. And you have a guy like Andrew who I don't want to put words or thoughts in in his mouth. It doesn't make any sense. But I don't want to assume what he what his favorite parts of the band are. But if I can try and connect some of these dots in space, it feels like to and again to many. That some of the best stuff the band has done is when they're all firing on, on all cylinders, 
and it happens to be the songs they play the most that happen to be on the first couple of records, you know, or like, you know, a, 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 a single that might be on a, on the fifth album, you know? So these kinds of mega hits, these kinds of, uh, and I'm not saying that every song is going to be a, a mega stadium rock, no. you know, hit, but there is a, a fusion of those superpowers on so many songs. If you think about songs like black or corduroy or given the flyer, all the hits, all the rearview mirror hits, regardless of if they're up or down, everyone has a really good part to play in it. We're talking about everybody's contribution to that song as being elite. Mm -hmm. And so I think that while you've got a number of records in the last 20 years or so that have had a lot of really cool highs and some songs that had some really great moments, maybe there's too many uh valleys for these guys maybe they're trying to raise the level so that the, that the floor is now a really good song as opposed to like a yeah that, that, that's a good pearl jam song or this is mike bringing in a song this is stone bringing in a song this is matt bringing in a song this is ed and so on and it becoming this democratic process where everybody says hey like let's not shut the door on anyone like everyone should have a voice in what goes on this record you know, and e each of them have always made sacrifices. You know what I mean? But I think by and large, you're starting to see that pretty much all of them have some kind of significant writing credits there. Absolutely. Me musically speaking. And I'm We've wondering the right to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Exactly. And so it's, it's far less of like, you know, what it used to be or an early, early Pearl Jam era where it's one or two band members that are really driving the creative process initially stone then eventually ed yeah and it, it, it's different now but i'm curious how is it more evolved like and i don't think we will and we're all just this is all conjecture at this musically point musically speaking and, and, you mean yeah exactly musically mm -hmm. speaking not lyrically so i'm curious to see like what what does this manifest itself to be when this record comes out Listen. and and how will we look back at these comments mm. at that point in time and we really should revisit this not necessarily like we'll do our own review of the record, but I think it right. would it would be interesting to have a subsequent um, revisiting of the record, specifically with these comments in mind as context for a conversation of okay, in what way, shape, or form do we feel like these guys are showing off their strengths more on this record than they have in the past? Yeah, the comments the comments will um, will make more sense in obvious ways and less obvious ways when we hear the music and you'd be like, Oh, that that's what he meant by that. But also there, yeah, to your point there, there is, you know, a space for interpretation. And I, I just think taking all these thoughts kind of in, in, in a, and pulling them into a bucket and especially with what stone said, and obviously there was a, a bit of, um, uh, a disagreement of, of what the timeline is and what's considered, I, I guess ready to go and what's not ready to go. And I love that Jeff is yeah. like, my bar is, is here because I've seen what these guys are capable. Of. He seems super fucking driven. And I love that. And that's not to say that they weren't driven to make good music before, but again, it feels like Andrew came in with a plan and said, I know what all the motherfuckers can do. I've seen it across 11 albums. The and amazing ha it has a view of what each of them does best. Th and there's there. It's not like, it's an objective voice, but it's an objective voice that is been ensconced in the music in a way that not even Brendan O'Brien can 
can uh, have. Um, and I think that that has pushed these guys in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a constructive way to a place that maybe they didn't think they needed to be at because they, they can, you know, how many times can they put out our song? And it's like, that's pretty damn good, but maybe yeah. pretty damn good. Isn't, isn't enough. And Andrew's pushing them to a level. And they've, these guys have all kind of seen a lot like, you know what? You're right. We got 11 albums. Like we can, if we want to write another alive and I'm not, they're not going to do that, but you know what I'm saying? Like if we want to write some big stadium rocket, we can do it. If we want, if we want to write another song, that's like, super electronic and and and, and um uh, lo-fi and weird we can do that because we've proven that there's a number of songs that are sort of in those worlds that are great and yeah. we're going to maximize all that stuff so i'm i mean it's exciting to me to see that they are seemingly driven to find the best parts of themselves right now right i agree I'm excited. This only makes me more eager. Ugh, which means we got to wait more. Because the more you write, the more you got to elevate, and then the more you're going to filter. And hey, Lost yeah. Dogs 5 will yeah. come out in 30 years because of all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm curious, you know, if you guys have listened to this or, or watched this interview that Kyle did with Jeff and, and, and kind of, you know, what, what are you thinking about that? Where, where's, your, where's your head at now that's, mid 2023 the guys are taking the summer off and then they'll have that short run in the fall i'm excited let us know let us know and feed that algorithm while you're letting us (laughs) (laughs) multitask won't you all right um let's get to the main event here and that is our playlist of patriotism i don't know about you paul but um i drew inspiration from another artist in how I assembled these songs. Well, and uh, is that artist, Mr. Bruce Springsteen? Maybe, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, I've got eight songs clocking mm. in at 29 minutes. I, I, iTunes tells me so. Uh, and I was afraid of that, that it'd be over. Um, so I'm, I'm excited here. And uh, how many songs do you have? Uh, well, I had, Five, five. My, sh- my 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 short list, right? And then I had another four on top of that that I I wanted to to add, and I I had to shave uh, two of them off to a point where I felt like it was it was right where I wanted it to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then lead us off. Let's go. Uh, well, the first one I'm going with is "Can't Deny Me." Which oh, I think I, yeah. w- w- when you listen to this, well, first of all, you watch the video. I mean, I, it's just the flag imagery. I mean, the, there, there's a lot happening there, but it's an interesting, um, it, it's a protest song for, for lack of a, a better way of, of describing it. Um, but I do think that as a song, it does, uh, it, it's, it's ironically patriotic in a similar way like you know you listen to uh, I, I, I'm gonna let you do the honors with Springsteen I, I was gonna reference uh, <laughs> I, I was gonna reference uh, Born in, in, in the USA and, and, and some great songs on on on, uh, on that record but I think that I'm gonna uh, leave those honors to you uh, it sounds like you, you put some prep into that so I, I don't wanna be redundant um, so 
or derivative, I should say. Uh, what I think I'll say instead is that can't deny me, it seems to highlight the, the power of choice mm-hmm. and the power and that, that comes with, with, with freedom and how it's important to exercise that um, and, and to not be denied in your right to uh, uh, activate change and to actualize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, 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 you know what? I'm not going to get into the, the the politics of it. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, well, it's it's an anti-Trump song." I, fine. I, I think it's it's less about a specific individual, and I think the song is more about your right as a, as a citizen to say, "I have rights, and I have, and you know, I, I have views." And if those views are philosophically and morally aligned with the principles of this country, I'm not going to be denied in exercising those rights. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm less inclined to... It's not like Bush Leaguer, which I left off my list, by the way, which I think is so... And and Quick Escape is another example. I mean, those are songs that are, are, to me, are just tied too literally to specific figures in American politics, I think Can't Deny Me succeeds in a way that those don't. I mean, Quick Escape is far and away a better song. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yes, we're talking uh, lyrically speaking. Lyrically sure. speaking, yes. I think it succeeds in a way that the others don't in the sense that it it kind of operates in that um, very generalized space. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I thought it was, it was a great way to open up a playlist about patriotism. I like that. We're, now, we're not doing covers, right? No. Okay, good. good. Although the first song I wrote down was, and then I was like, I can't do that. That's cheating. Hey, we all, we would love to rock on the free world, but. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I did not do that. Um, these are all originals. Um, I, I am going to start with a song called MFC. Nice. America is very much a driving country. We love our cars, we love our roads, we've got like eight lane highways in some places, like in Dallas, Fort Worth area, there's just like crazy wide highways. Um, And I feel like we have to start with a Pearl Jam driving song. And I I love the idea of of driving to achieve clarity, uh, to escape a situation that maybe isn't ideal, to find some balance, you know? And as we all know, America isn't without its problems. So I felt that this song was a pretty cool jumping off point for a playlist about America that will be at best unorthodox. So you you mentioned Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. Maybe I'll be going more towards that path. So we are driving. We're we're in our home. We're jumping in our car, turn the ignition switch. We're driving away. um, And there are obviously everybody can drive in any country, but I feel like that's a very American thing. I mean, we, you don't live in Los Angeles anymore, but you did for a long time. I currently mm-hmm. live in Los Angeles. Yeah. This is a driving city. I mean, GM literally said, we're not doing trains here. No. So, so which is why we, all, we have traffic problems. Anyway, so uh, MFC to kick things off for me. Question for you. Yes, sir. Are you? Is this concept oriented where we're on a drive and, and we're heading somewhere? Because if so, uh, I, I'd like you to finish the journey. I'm, I, I want just just finish the, the, the playlist. Because I think me interjecting is is going to disrupt the 
So disrupt that journey. Literally speaking, no, we're not literally going anywhere. It's okay. more of a more of a figurative driving off Got it. Uh, across the landscape of the what vast I believe expanse of America the, uh, represents yeah. right Did now. They? Got it. Got it. Okay. So it I will, like that. listen, it, it it may or may not uh, end. Uh, well, anyways, we'll, we'll, you'll see where it ends. All right. I'm ex- I I can't wait to find out. I, I wait with the uh, bated, bated breath. breath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Army Reserve at number two. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is a song about those uh, deployments, repeated deployments to to Iraq and Afghanistan. But more specifically, it's about the impact that it has on loved ones back home. It is. Uh, I think it's it, it's a moving song when you when you really listen to it. And sure, there's that that political angle to it. But more importantly, it focuses on the emotional toll that families have to endure and I think that when we talk about patriotism we, we, sh- we need to acknowledge that, that every conflict is a conflict that all of us as American citizens are tethered to and so it, 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 it requires prudence it requires uh, critical thinking and, and careful consideration and you know, not being irrational or impetuous, and just rushing into conflicts on you know for, for the wrong reasons or for unfounded, uh, unjustified circumstances. So I, I think it's hard to think about American. First of all, I mean, this was a country that was founded on the the heels of a revolution. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, and, and I think that you can really break up American history into you know eras that are defined by worse quite frankly when you think about it and so it, it's hard to not create a playlist like this and not but but at the same time i didn't want to just include a bunch of anti-war songs i thought it was important sure. to select select one specifically that focuses on um the widespread effect you know the affective element that conflict has on everyone from those on the front lines to you know the, 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 the those who vote, who, who feel like their voice is not being represented properly, to uh, the, the, you know arguably the second most impacted, other than the, the, the men and women who are on the front lines, which is uh, their loved ones who you know go to sleep every night just hoping and praying that their beloved family members and and, and um, significant others and, and friends and even acquaintances are going to be okay. So I, I think it's important. When, when I think about patriotism, to be mindful of that, it's a uh, it's a great choice, and um, on my short list, we'll see if it makes it or not. Uh, but right. it, it it absolutely works. I'm going to go from uh, MFC to education. Ooh, good call. We question who we are and what we're told, and I think it's human nature to do that. And obviously, that's been amplified the last number of years in this country, especially. And when you think about some of the court decisions recently and how they alter how the future will judge the past, you start to realize that this has probably been happening forever. You know, former Attorney General Bill Barr once admitted what we kind of already knew, which is essentially that the winners write the history books. Mm-hmm. And you think about some of the specifics, um, school textbooks being you know whitewashed and edited to exclude things that make 
for lack of a better term, why Christian's uncomfortable. Uh, for example, uh, critical race theory being banned in a, in a ton of places, um, basically putting into law, in my opinion, the ignorance uh, of systemic racism in this country. And it's easy to question yourself in your education. They say education is the key to overcoming so many things, but how can our populace overcome if they're only being taught what the winners want us to know? It's that kind of education that perpetuates privilege and prejudice, and I've got more of that coming up as we move along. So I'm going to go with education next. Great, great call. Um, that is also on my playlist for, for all the reasons that you... Was you it just, next? Uh, it was not next. Okay. Uh, but I think a lot of the reasons that I have it on there are the ones that you just articulated. So mm. uh, r- rather than, than be repetitive and, and restate all, all those same things. As, well, as we'll just mention, who, when we get there, just mention it and we'll tick that box. And I on. will. I will. Uh, uh, Mind Your Manners is what's next for me. And, oh, and nice. I, okay. I specifically selected this song because I think it talks, it, it's a hard hitting song. Uh, you know, Eddie wanted it to be, or I'm sorry, Mike. My, Mike had talked about you know, an attempt to kind of make this hard, edgy, you know, Dead Kennedy sounding song. And I think that it, it, it's it's not reactionary, but it's revolutionary in its its uh, style. Not when I say revolutionary, I don't mean like it's doing something that hasn't been done before. I mean, it's revolutionary in kind of like a rah, rah, riot sort of way. Right. Mm. Um, but if you look at the artwork for this particular single, I mean, it's a, a dinner plate with a, a, a setting and on the plate is, is a it's a firearm and it's a, a, a crucifix with, with rosary beads around it. Mm-hmm. and I think I mean, you want to talk about polarizing controversial imagery uh, you know Eddie's come out and talked about how this song is, is very much about a lot of the things that come out of specific uh, organized faith organizations and he, he references things you know the abuse of children covering things up etc 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 I, I, I'm not referencing this song as some as a means to target any specific f- faith or organized religion. Uh, I'm simply referencing it as uh, as a way to bring up the fact that faith is a very important part of American history. Uh, yeah. I, I think the, the word God shows up in the Constitution for a reason. And I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for that or against that. I'm simply saying that you cannot critically analyze American history without acknowledging that part and examining the context that that has colored each important episode in American history. And, and I don't think today's politics are any different, quite frankly. Um, so, you know, when I, when I think about a lot of issues, I think about how people's faith continues to to drive govern influence or inform their positions on a lot of key issues and uh i think that that it's hard to talk about patriotism without including a song that that doesn't try to look critically at that element of our country's social and political uh, stratosphere so or climate i guess is a better word to, to use here so I would say, w- without necessarily articulating any specific position, because I, I think it's less about the position that the song, that, Ed, that Eddie's crafting with the song, and it's more about 
the context and circumstances that have necessitated a position in the first place. Mm. And so for that reason, I think the song has value in a playlist about patriotism. I think, um, and and maybe you consider this, I think you could have very easily swapped this song for Getaway. Oh, easily. Yeah. uh, But I think maybe the, the the point that this is a more pointed um, critique of religion illustrates the vast divide uh, that religion can, or I guess not divide, but well, it is a divide, but it's such a lightning rod for a lot of things. Talk about abortion or, or well, fucking anything really. Um, people will u- utilize or, or, or use their faith in whatever to justify things or to say, this is the reason why we should or shouldn't do things. Um, so yeah, I think your point to use that song here, um, is completely apropos for, for this, for this exercise. Uh, and I think I'll, I'll probably mention something similar in a little bit. My next song is white male American. Ooh. WMA. And I, we, we left off with education and pick up with this one. It, it America's history with race cannot properly be covered here and we did a i think a a sort of decent job discussing this song in the only episode of this show that was simply a lyric of the week way back in 2020 around the time george floyd was murdered Mm -hmm. so go back and check that episode out for a deeper dive into our thoughts on this song but i felt going to this song next made a lot of sense in the way many view patriotism in this country You've got people who uh, very um, vehemently will tout Blue Lives Matter and all those thin line flags that we see. And if you don't know what a thin line flag is, go ahead and just Google that. It's um, it's something. There's there's a color for every um, organized authoritative figure in this country. To me, and maybe I'm speaking for myself here, it feels maybe like a little bit of racism cloaked in a nice gesture, but maybe I'm being a little too critical. Um, Race and the battle for what's truly racist in this country has been in the spotlight recently. I mean, hell in California is even considering reparations. It's a very divisive topic. And... It feels very apropos for what America is, considering we fought a war over it almost 160 years ago. So maybe it is too divisive, but maybe that's the point. Um, I don't know that you can have a a playlist about how people view the word patriotism without including race in some way. And maybe you'll include this maybe you won't but i felt i had to put it here and i and i I put it after education for a reason love it Uh, i'm gonna go education next okay there you Um, go for all the reasons that you said uh, i'm a firm believer that the 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 purpose of education other than to enrich one's lives and uh, one's life i should say and and to empower one to uh to to better one's own opportunities and, and quality of life really is is to promote critical thinking to develop a growth mindset and uh, an innovator's mindset you know, to, to channel that creative and, and imaginative expression 
And so I think a song like Education, this idea of I'm questioning my education, uh, is something that we should always do. Um, my, my favorite question to receive in a classroom was always why. I think some folks get almost offended by that. A lot of times you have uh, spe specific doctrines or, or even dogma that, that discourage asking why. And, and I think that it's, it's, it's not what I believe education should be about. Um, I'm not going to go on a, a full rant here, but uh, you know, for, for lack of you know, for, for, for the sake of brevity, it really just comes down to the idea that if we're promoting critical thinking, why is essential. And so I think a song like Education raises that point in its own way. So I think that um, you know the, the, the true pursuit of, of liberty, truth, and, and, and happiness should involve asking why and, and being able to think critically. So I'm inclined it's, to say it's freedom that, of thought. Exactly, freedom of thought. So it's hard to to envision a playlist like this without a song like that. So I, ho hopefully, I added a, a little bit different of a spin. No, you, so. you 100 percent did, um, as only you can. So I, I, I like. <laughs> um, well, I'm going with glorified G next. Unsurprisingly, nice. uh, what's more American than race relations? Maybe gun ownership. Uh, when, when you have lines like got a gun fact i've got to that's okay man because i love god you really boiled a giant swath of america down here uh it is really that simple uh unfortunately uh, we know we've spoken about this topic a number of times on the show and i, I feel like i can't ignore that in this playlist is this song sardonic? Absolutely. Is my playlist becoming pretty sardonic? You betcha. And, um, I mean, the, the tone of this song is very much, I think, the tone about this topic that I would say half the country, if not maybe more, um, feel about the extreme other end which I think is the point uh, of, of the song. And um, there is there is a contention, a, a contentious debate about about what role firearms play in our, in our society. And, and the uh, the interpretation of an amendment and the will for ignorance of some of the words in that in that. Uh, anyways, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go down that path, but it, it <laughs> deserves if, if you're being if you're patriotic, you ha you think about guns in some context about this country so I, I had to include this part this song as part of the discussion like it uh, I'm gonna go do the evolution next I only have two more oh, songs left this is great uh, I, yeah. I, 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 I left songs like grievance and uh, insignificance uh, or even Last Soldier off of my playlist because I felt that there was redundancy with the songs that are, are already on there. Uh, Do the Evolution was unique to me, though. It, it's unique in the sense that I feel like it it channels so many um, deep thoughts and it, it, it levels of critical thinking, evaluation, analysis, synthesis, when it comes to issues like technology, um, when it comes to issues like the environment, uh, w what it means to be not just a global citizen, but but a natural citizen. And again, when I say natural, I mean like a, a somebody who is of this earth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, not to reference a, 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 another song there. 
<laughs> Eddie talked about how man is the end, all thing on this earth, right? Uh, that the earth was around even so much longer before the three, I'm quoting him here, before the three million years, 50 million years of sharks and all these living things. Then man comes out of the muck and three million, year, million years later, he's standing and now he's controlling everything and killing it just the last hundred, which is just a speck on this, this line. So what are we doing here? This is just a good reminder. And I think, again, it just calls into, in, in, not into question, but it calls to mind the fact that if you think about American history, I mean, we went from talking about, you know, centuries of American history, like the 1700s and, and the 1800s. Then in the 20th century, we started talking about it in terms of decades, the 60s, the 70s, the yeah. 80s, the 50s, and how each of these these 10-year periods were uh, earmarked with so many historical We've broken it down even further now. Now it's to the point where I feel like every two or three years is like a, a mini century in and of itself, just yeah. with the advances of technology and, and what we're doing in terms of policy and, and social justice. Think about and, AI. AI. It's, it's, we, 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 we cannot keep up with it. You know, I mean, you and I talk about creating evergreen content. For, for this podcast will there ever come a time where evergreen's not even a concept anymore because it, yeah so i just feel like a song like do the evolution allows us to think about what it means to be an american in an age where there's never been more responsibility that that you know because we've always talked about when i say we i mean americans have always talked about uh, being leaders you know Yes. Kind of leading the charge of innovation, leading the charge for, for social justice, for, for, for you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, well, what does that look like in an ever-changing world? You know what I mean? So, like, what, what, in an ever-evolving world. So, what does evolution look like now? So, I think that a song like this kind of takes more of a macro approach to what it means to be an American. And I kind of think that's important because I think we get so bogged down in the micro of these issues that we're faced with on a daily basis and understandably and justifiably so but we do lose touch of the macro and that's why i think gigaton was very much environmentally centric i think that it was a chance to pull back and say well hold on a second you know while we're over here squabbling over all these issues uh that are are important we're, we're missing perhaps the biggest issue which is we may not have a planet to live on if we're not more careful in our in our policies decision making and the way that we handle things so i think the song they do the evolution is has a, a rightful place on a playlist like this i think it makes very good sense and your point about being macro uh especially if you're running out of time in your playlist uh is a great way to to utilize the space um with the songs that I have previously chosen, I did create um, a bit of a gap here where I could stay a little, a little bit micro. So I will, but I, I think some of these next few choices here could probably fall under the umbrella of to the evolution. So this is kind mm -hmm. of like a, a complimentary piece to your playlist. Uh, I'm going with Unemployable next. Nice. Uh, we've talked about God and guns and race so far so why not add the wealth gap and greed to the mix Un unbridled capitalism is the answer right uh how, how many people have felt betrayed by their employer by their god but when, when they fall in hard times and it, when they can't make ends meet and support their family when the promise of the american dream feels like a lie we've got a problem 
and, and, and America is is a great country. America is a great country, but it, it can be a scary one if you happen to be in the right, or maybe more accurately, wrong circumstance. So it's no coincidence that the subject in this song is scared alive with 30 bills unpaid. You've got the richest and greatest country in the world, and it, and it can't adequately support a massive amount of its people through choices by people, by the way. We, we can pass the blame beanbag around, and there are no easy or simple answers to be sure. But certainly, we can do better than leaving the hardworking American out in the cold. So I felt like this, this was maybe the, the human aspect to some of the things that we talk about as being American. This is the American um, experience to far too many people. Yeah. Great choice. So you, you have one left or two left? I have one. You have one left. Okay, mm -hmm. shit. Okay. What do you got? What's closing? I'm this going thing with, back? With, with Undone. Oh, that's depressing. No, it's. I, I think of a song like this, and I think of you know, listen to some of these lyrics here. Okay. Corporations rule the day. Well, you know the pendulum throws farther out to the one side, swinging has to keep, has to sweep. Pardon me, back the other way. The world has come undone. Another day, and who can wait? Change don't come at once. It's a wave building before it breaks. All this hope and nowhere to go. This is how I used to feel, but no more. The world has come undone, like a game that few can play. Change don't come from one. It's a wave building before it breaks. And I think this kind of captures the way a lot of people feel in this yes. country right now. Hey, it's a great Perhaps. segue for my song. <laughs> no, great, great. Yeah. And so I think that it's important for a playlist like this to end with where are we now? And where do we want to go? You know, uh, there are a lot of directions we can go. You know, I, I could have added a song like Retrograde or a whole host of other songs here but i thought that they were there was a singularity in terms of the issues that they kind of highlighted and so and, uh, on a playlist like this that already kind of did that and i felt like do the evolution touched on pretty much all it checked off all of those other boxes in its own nuanced way that uh, i felt like a lot of these extra songs would have just been redundant what, what i wanted to mention um for me it was important to kind of end on a song that says all right change doesn't come from one it, it, it and in a lot of ways it, it it takes a collective even if you think about singular voices that have had these indelible impacts on american history and policy over time figures like you know martin luther king or theodore roosevelt um you know ruth gator ginsburg um gloria steinberg i can go on and on and on and the reality is that all of these people had help whether it was through their upbringing uh you know how they were raised and how that informed those positions and, and their confidence and the, their ability to influence and impact others to affect change. It, it is a communal change. Change is a, a communal experience. So for me, a song that says, look, you know, don't lose hope because you can't affect change all by yourself. You know, the world has come undone, um, but change doesn't come at once. So to me, this song kind of has a, a shrouded level of optimism to it in the sense yeah, that yeah. Okay. you know what i mean it, it's almost like saying hey let's just let's acknowledge the problem in front of us that doesn't mean we should not have that we should give up on it um i thought about ending this with seven o'clock you know much to be done much to be done i yeah. think it'd be a yeah. perfect pairing actually although I'd, I'd, I'd have to go back and check the to check the uh, timestamp see if i could fit fit that one on there uh but i think seven o'clock would be a great fitting ending to this as well in the sense that 
we do have decisions and, and change that we need to participate in. Um, but it's important to, like I said, to acknowledge where we're at and, and to acknowledge that it, it's okay to, to, to not feel like you, you, you can't do it all alone. You know what I mean? I think sometimes people have these idealistic views of how they're going to affect all this change. And then suddenly they realize they can't do it by themselves and they just give up. You know, folks oftentimes do that. So I I like the idea of a playlist that kind of captures this, this essence. I like this choice. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's like a, a nice, um, positive response to your first song. Can't deny me. Mm -hmm. So I like that. In its own way. Yeah. I'm a big fan of bookends. Um, I like, yeah, maybe it's the human nature of, of like, like, you know, tidying things up and having, you know, a nice little bow on, on certain things. And that's how we like our stories to be. Yeah. I, that natural I, human instinct. I, I want to not always like things like that, but it's just, it's hard to not feel that way. Uh, I happen to have a few more here. So you're going to get a lot of me talking for the next few minutes. That's okay. As I, as I wrap my thing up here. Um, I'm going with Grievance next. You mentioned Grievance uh, as part of reason you, you didn't choose it because you chose the evolution. And I said, well, I've got I got some of those points within the umbrella. Grievance is one of those. I, I had to include it. Um, I pledge my Grievance to the flag. I mean, after everything we've been through so far, why not? Very fitting choice. Yeah. Uh, let's add Big Brother, both private and public, into the mix of what makes America America. You, you could add Brother the Song to this as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, c- control is the name of the game, right? I mean, either monetarily or through your data or, or literally, if you're in prison. Uh, who is free, really? What does that mean? How much of our, of our lack of freedom is by design versus by choice? We always talk about America is like, you know, the fucking birthplace of freedom. <laughs> but how do you even define freedom so, some would have you believe it's mostly economic i mean after all money equals free speech right now right we we we, we saw that uh so the more you have the more the more free you are and, and there's a there's a company or not a company but there's an organization called the heritage foundation it's a conservative think tank and they they rank countries by their economic freedom which apparently to them is like the most telling uh uh way of how free just you know capital f one is and by their judgment the u.s is currently 25th wow behind all of scandinavia and many european countries number one singapore so wow fun, fun fact there yeah um but that's not everything is it i mean surely there are other factors that warrant inclusion in this freedom equation big tank companies like apple and google and meta uh, we have willfully given them access to our data, who we are. But what do we get in return? Is this American? Is this what America is now? I know it's not uniquely an American questions to posit. I mean, it's it's not a uniquely American problem, but these are major American companies. So I guess we did birth something in this conversation of of control. Um, so I always felt the grievance needed to be on my, on my list. And, and from there, I'm going into a song that maybe many of you and, and Paul, you might as well consider it redundant. I'm going with Rival. Um, all the shit that we've been dealing with in America. Again, I, I do believe 
in totality. It's an amazing country, especially in the context of, of other places. I do believe that. But just like high school calculus class, we're grading on a curve here. <laughs> if everyone's doing kind of lousy, that doesn't mean we get an A, you know? Uh, there's work to be done to reference seven o'clock. Yep. Some people can't take it. Some people internalize things in a way that is dangerous and violent. And we can argue for days on why they are that way and how they're able to do so easily the harm that they carry out. I think rival absolutely encapsulates the problem we've been facing more and more frequently. And it's heartbreaking. And, and there it is right there in the title, right? Britain... 23, 24 years ago, and now more than ever, we are made to feel like we are all rivals. And I have to ask the question, why? We're all Americans. We should be in this shit together, finding solutions, making compromises, working on this as a team, as countrymen. But instead, we get what we currently have. And and that leads me to my last song, which is Love Boat Captain. Ah. We're ending on a positive note because sure are. here's my ray of hope. Circling back to where we started in the car, figuratively, in MFC, we need to come back home. We got to realize the only way forward is love. love. Yep. In our darkest moments, we have banded together and accomplished things. The obvious things are World War II, 9-11, hurricanes and earthquakes. I mean, why do we wait for tragedy to unite us? The song, this song was born from the loss of nine lives at Roskilde. Why do we need the worst to happen to ignite the fire of love within us? It should be lit at all times. And I and I want to end my playlist on this hopeful note that despite all the shit we deal with in this country, guns, God, education issues, uh, 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 fucking uh, wealth gaps. Abortion. Abortion. Uh, name all the things that we yell right. about. There's always the hope that we can find unity in something, a unity in our humanity first and not be rivals. And with love, as Ed says, it's all surmountable. So why not come back home and and have this ray of hope after we've dissected what patriotism means to many different people in all the most divisive topics that, that anybody outside our country might peg us for if you had to describe America in like seven words. So that's my playlist. Uh, Paul, your playlist was again. Oh, uh, let's see. We started off with uh, can't deny me. We went into, I think it was mind your manners. We had army reserve. We had do the evolution. We had um, undone. Uh, what am I missing here? These are a little out of order, but these are the songs. They, yeah. They, they, these are out of, out of order. Trying to think what else I had on there. Uh, the evolution, you had uh, education, you had education. That's what mind I your manners. Mind, yeah. yeah. I had, let me scroll back here MFC, education, WMA, glorified G, unemployable, grievance, rival, love boat captain. Yeah. So, yeah, the playlist, patriotism. I, I, I went a little born in the USA there. As you it's alluded okay. to, yeah. Um, I I really wanted to dive into things that made me feel good, or or proud, or but I just kept kind of coming back to. Well, you're not going to find a Hulk Hogan theme song in the Pearl Jam <laughs> catalog, so, so. 
<laughs> I am a real American. Great song. Uh, <laughs> but listen, this country is a melting pot. And when you have a melting pot, you're going to have a bunch of people with a bunch of different positions on things. And the reason why I said earlier that this country is ultimately great, in my opinion, is because a lot of times, maybe not enough, we find ways to mush all that shit together and squeeze out something that resembles a really good idea. Yeah. I just wish it happened more. And I wish we didn't have to scrape and claw our ways to get there. When, if you asked people just face to face, we probably could get more done than if we let the extremes of our, of our voting system. Anyways, that's a whole nother thing. Well, listen, what better way as a Pearl Champ fan than yeah. to uh, honor and celebrate the, uh, the 4th of July. Our, our nation's independence then, then with a conversation about, you know, what is, what does patriotism look like in the Pearl Jam catalog and, and what does it look like to you? You know? So I, I, I love this playlist idea. Thought it was, uh, and I love the fact that really, I think education was the only overlap. Yes. Yeah, recently that, that we had, you know, so cool process, go. uh, as you would <laughs> often ask our good listeners, what do you think? What does your sound like? Tell us. On your social media platform of choice. <laughs> Get in those comments. Where you're game. also hopefully feeding the algorithm, but you know. That's... Multitasking. 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 All right. Let's move on now to our lyric of the week. <laughs> lyric of the week this week is actually from a cover. And that song is Stephen Van Zant's I Am a Patriot. I was walking with my brother and he wondered how I was. I said what I believe with my soul and what I see with my eyes and there's no I am a patriot. What do you got here? Um, I think it's a fitting, you know, song to include. It, we don't oftentimes reference covers when we do. It's rare, right? You know, um, I think if if you look back at the the history of this song, um, you know that there was a lot about Stephen Van Zant that, that, that there was an opposition. I think to to Reagan's re- Republican ideals um but at the same time you know he 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 talked about in uh 2017 um when you think about like i'll just quote here Uh, it was one of the most difficult songs i've ever written because i knew my political stuff was going to be very critical of the american government and i wanted to make it clear that i was being critical from a patriotic point of view again patriotism key there you go very proud of the ideals that our founding fathers had in mind when I created the country. Uh, I'm sorry, 
yeah, when I when I created the country. But the fact is, the U.S. is still very much a work in progress, and very often goes off the rails. In those instances, it's up to the true patriots to say, well, "Wait a minute, the government isn't always right. We need to be vigilant about keeping our ideals intact." Again, can't deny me. So I knew it was the most important song. I was ever going to write, and I stared at that title for at least a year. I just couldn't work. Uh, I just couldn't figure out how to make it work, but I finally did. So uh, I think in a lot of ways, um, this is that missing link in the Pearl Jam catalog. This this is mm-hmm. that song. you know. So I, I love the fact that they they do cover it. Now, what's interesting is when they play it live, they've played... They played it live in differently, you know. I feel oh, like yeah. there are many we'll different generations like, yes. which we will get to. Uh, which again I think is is kind of fitting given that the song kind of seems to have different meanings for the band at different times in their career, um, as a response to different political climates. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's 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 a great, great song, and I think that it does it does very much what I think a patriotic song should do which is remind you that true patriotism is being vigilant and keeping our ideals intact and understanding that the most important thing to do is, is stay, uh, stay aligned and um, stay loyal to those more, more than anything else. So, and ultimately those ideals are the very the fabric of what the founding fathers did indeed have in mind when, when America was formed. So, and what do they say about a, a true friend? true friends tells you what you don't want to hear right? exactly <laughs> they tell you what you need to hear because mm-hmm. they do it with love because they want to see you succeed and be better and be the best version of yourself even if it hurts in the short term that's what i think he's going for by the way didn't even realize it was a stephen van zandt song until i was watching a cover by jackson, jackson brown. brown right right and he was like oh this is, this is a van zandt song I'm like what the fuck really okay cool and then it, I listened to it. And I'm like, this is all like '80s reggae. This is so strange. <laughs> anyway, I, I think simply put, that true patriotism. Yeah, I think that true patriotism is loving your country, but having, like you said, the backbone and the true love to address the problems and, and fight to fix what is wrong, what ails the country. And I think that's exactly what Van Zant is saying in this bad one. I think that's exactly why Ed and the guys. Love playing the song. I mean, we're sold a version of what America is. And when we're in grade school, we accept it because adults are telling us that that's what America is. And over time, you gain wisdom and you start to understand that not everything is as it was written down. And you've got to challenge yourself to find the best version of what the truth is. And yeah, we do it because we want that truth. But on some level, we also want to know what the truth is so we can fight to fix what's broken. And even when we criticize our country, we're still of that country. You know, we still have some pride in it because that's where we're from. I mean, you can be embarrassed or frustrated by your country. You may even really dislike it at times, but it's yours. You can't get away from it. It's like family, you know, you you can't choose your family. And, and, And while you can technically denounce your citizenship, really, you're always gonna be American. If you're from here or whatever country you call home, you're always going to be of that, even if you criticize the hell out of it. And so it's up to each of us to fight for the best version of that. And I think that's kind of what he meant by that. And, I, and that's what, when I, when I hear the word patriotism and being a patriot, 
That's what I think it is. Uh, and it's up to all of us to then argue about what ultimately the goal is. But yeah. if we're fighting for, for, if we're, try, if we're fighting for that in a just way and with it, with a clear heart and not with other things in mind, then I think the argument is valid and we should have it. Agreed. You know? All right. Well, let's go check out the live cut of the week. Ready to stand up! So, like you mentioned a moment ago, this song has been played. Let's see how many times. 31. 31. 31. Ever since 1992, all the way till the last tour last year in 20, mm-hmm. 2022. So where and when are we going? Well, sometimes it's just Ed. Sometimes it's fast. Sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's the whole band. Uh, but we are specifically going to Boston on September 2nd, 2018.
there was two things, two performances that stood out to me. And that was August 5th, 2016 in Boston and August 8th, 2018 in Seattle. Two really good options. And then I listened to September 2nd, 2018 in Boston. And, and this one, I think, to your point, combines the best of everything. The fast, the slow, the crowd is involved. The, um, the, the tea party, man. The yeah, perfect setting for this, right? Exactly. <laughs> and Ed even mentions at the top of this performance that like, I don't have to. T- I don't have to introduce the song. You guys will know what the song is about. Yeah. Um, and musically speaking, the transition from slow to fast. They had tried it a few times before that to mix results. They nail it here. The outro is beautiful, and the and the crowd energy is fantastic. And and, and that's key. Exactly. That's exactly that. That's what you need out of a song like this. And what did you tell me before offline? You said that covers demand. What I, I said, uh, if you're going to do a cover, it, you're either making a statement, right? Or you're having some fun. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's both. You love to play. And maybe it's both. And I feel like in, in this version, it, you're, you're, they're having a blast and uh, they're making a statement and the crowd is right there with them. And it's exactly what you want to see. And this is the last time they performed the song as a, as a, as a unit. Uh, Ed did play it once on his solo tour last year, but this was the last full band performance. And I don't think we've ever chosen the last performance of a song to be the best one, but this one is. And uh, I, I highly recommend, we highly recommend you check out the, uh, the bootleg for September 2nd, 2018. One of the away shows from that year um, for this performance. It's, It's fantastic. So. Uh, we raise a glass to you. Uh, we raise a a uh, lovely, beautifully charred piece of meat to you. I don't have one in my hand, but imagine <laughs> I am because you're maybe listening to this while you're eating a hamburger. I don't know. Uh, enjoy the day. Celebrate uh, this country. Celebrate your country. I was going to say, yeah, it, you know, it, you know, it. I know it was Canada Day. It, it, we, we have listeners you know? that aren't American, but what does it mean to be a patriot where you live? Yeah. You know what I mean. So chime in. Let us know. Absolutely. Like I said, Canada today, three days ago. Um, if you've got a independence day of your own, you should be celebrating the good and, and fighting to change the bad. And that is patriotism. And that's why we did this episode today. Uh, and we hope you really liked it. And if you want to uh, tell us how much you liked it, you can certainly rate, review and subscribe to this show on whatever platform you listen to us on. And if you really like us, Patreon is an option. We'd love to have you over there with all the extra content. Uh, links are everywhere in the bios of stuff and the descriptions of episodes. It's really hot in this booth. It was hot today in the in the valley. And uh, I'm going to sign off. And uh, we'll see you next week with a fabulous episode. I'm not going to give it away, but it's an interview with somebody who has left a massive mark on Pearl Jam's history. You're not going to want to miss that. What a tease. What a tease. <laughs> Until then, you have been listening to the state of love and trust. Yeah.